0: And our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. It is Sunday, February 27th, 2022. Welcome to the African History Network show. Well, look, it's been a very, uh, very busy weekend. It was a very busy week, okay? We'll talk some about that. Uh, I was on Roland Martin Unfiltered twice this week. Usually I'm a panelist just on uh, Friday, but I was on Tuesday as a panelist and Friday. Um, and I was, uh, I, I did, a—I taught my online classes this weekend, uh, today and on Saturday. Um, and then I also did a presentation for the empowerment church in Southfield on Saturday morning, 10 AM, then turned around and taught a two hour online class at 2 PM. So it's been very busy. Um, On our show Thursday, we talked about the Russian invasion of uh, Ukraine. And so far, there have been probably now probably close to about 400 people killed, uh, Ukrainians. And uh, it's a tragedy that's taking place. We know that the U.S. is going to impose sanctions on Putin following Ukraine invasion. We're going to give you an update on what's taking place. Things are changing by the minute. But one of the things I want to focus on is something that uh, now I, I, you know I, I've been watching um msNBC all weekend pretty much when i'm not when I wasn't teaching um one of the stories that I have not seen really covered on msNBC or like a lot in mainstream media nbc news things like this is the plight of African students who are in Ukraine and who are trying to get out. Now, I, I've seen a number of different stories online uh, from Al Jazeera. From uh, I, I posted one earlier today from Reuters.com. Um, I just posted one on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network from um, Al Jazeera. Uh, there was one from uh, BusinessInsider.com I was reading earlier today. Uh, Also one from BET News. And so this is something that's not talked about a lot. Uh, This particular story here from Al Jazeera from February 27, 2022, Sunday. The Nigerian students caught in the Russia-Ukraine war. The Nigerian students caught in the Russia-Ukraine war. Students scramble to leave Ukraine as the conflict intensifies, reaching new cities. Now there's video I, I saw on d o Hughley's uh instagram page uh this video of some uh Africans Now, it was a handful I don't know the exact amount but there was some Africans who were on a bus uh trying to get out of Ukraine and they're being pulled off the bus different things like that. we're here we're hearing uh, uh different stories. but once again this this deals with racism that exists uh in various european countries okay now this is uh russia should not have uh invaded putin is a thug okay uh we know this and uh the uh ukraine will prevail against Russia. but at the same time we don't want Af- africans oppressed either we don't want africans discriminated against and harmed either OK, and this is uh, one of the things that's not being uh, really talked a lot, uh, talked about a lot. Uh, there was this piece from Reuters from a couple of days ago. I'm going to pull up here. Uh, this, this one from Al Jazeera just came out today. We're going to talk about this uh, on today's show. this is one of the topics we'll talk about on today's show. This other one from um, uh, Reuters uh, came on the 25th. And this one is um, African students stuck in Ukraine seek refuge or escape route. African students stuck in Ukraine seek refuge or escape route. Now, so far, there have been about 150,000 um, Ukraine refugees. Okay, that that I'm so far, there has been about 150,000 Ukraine refugees. Some of them are going into Poland, things like this, right? And, and I'm hearing talk about ukraine refugees coming to the u.s possibly okay don't know for certain uh i'm hearing estimates from experts that it could be up to say about five million ukraine refugees right okay so hypothetically whatever the number is that comes to the u.s hypothetically okay they need to let african students who are fleeing from the same conditions in Ukraine come to the U S as well. Now I'm not saying they're not going to do this. I'm just saying, (laughs) what what you, what you're not going to do is say the African students can't come, but the Ukraine, but the people of Ukraine can come and they're fleeing from the same conditions. That's what I, that's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, now this piece here from uh, Reuters, um, this is from February 25th from Reuters.com. Um, this was one african student who was interviewed he said you're on your own uh you uh you're on your own african students stuck in ukraine seek refuge or escape route okay this is from february 25th 2022 african students stuck in ukraine seek refuge or escape route and you have um thousands of african students who are there uh because they're medical students uh for one for one all right Uh, Part of the article says here that uh, cities, cities under siege across Ukraine are home to tens of thousands of African students studying medicine, engineering and military affairs, studying, studying medicine, engineering and military affairs. Now, what's interesting is all the coverage I've seen since Thursday, because we talked about this on our Thursday show, because Russia invaded Thursday morning. We talked about this on our Thursday show, and all the coverage. And, and let me tell you, okay. So since I was up, I was up late. Um, I was up late Friday morning. I was, I was up late Friday night, preparing my present, my black my history, my presentation for the Empowerment Church in Southfield Saturday morning ten a.m. So I, I got to bed at two a.m. sat uh. Saturday morning, Friday night, going to Saturday morning, two a.m. I got up at four a.m. to keep working on the presentation that I had to deliver at ten a.m. So I had MSNBC on all night, and they were doing live coverage throughout the night into the early morning of what's going on in Ukraine. I ain't hear one story about African uh, students, medical students, engineering students, things like this. I ain't hear one story about this. I didn't hear one story about this, and. I still haven't heard one on MSNBC. Now, maybe on Monday, they'll cover this, okay? But I still haven't heard any stories about this. Now, uh, I want to flip back over to this one here from uh, Reuters. Cities under siege across Ukraine, cities under siege across Ukraine are home to tens of thousands of African students studying medicine, engineering and military affairs morocco nigeria and egypt are among the top 10 countries with foreign students in ukraine morocco nigeria and egypt okay are among the top 10 countries with foreign students in ukraine now for those who may be geographically challenged egypt is still in africa i know there's some people that want to make you think egypt is not in Africa is part of the fictitious Middle East, things like that. Egypt is and always has been in the continent that we call Africa. It's been called other things as well. Together supplying over 16,000 students, according to the education ministry, thousands of Indian students are also trying to flee. Okay. Now, I don't want any harm to come to anybody. Okay except maybe the, the ones invading it because they ain't had no business doing that, okay? Putin's a thug. They, they ain't had no business doing that. But at the same time, it's like, wait a second. How's it you're not talking about the Africans? Now, on the Black News Channel, because they do the Black News Channel, especially like uh, Mark Lamont Hill on his show, uh, it comes on Monday through Friday, uh, Black News Tonight, he does talk about the African, African diaspora, things like this. He does talk about what's going on in the continent of Africa. He'll probably cover this story. But I have I've yet to seen this on MSNBC. What was meant to be a cheaper alternative to studying in Western Europe or the United States has turned into a war zone as Russian tanks, planes, and ships launched the biggest European invasion of another nation since World War II. Okay, as Russian tanks, planes, and ships launched the biggest european invasion of another nation since world war ii so we're going to talk about this uh this will be one of the top topics we deal with on today's show we'll talk about this we'll talk about uh judge Ketanji uh, uh brown jackson being nominated by president about president joe biden uh to be the first african-american woman on the u.s supreme court uh, we'll discuss that. I'll share a segment from Roland Martin of Filtered, one or two segments as well. We talked about the Black farmers early in the week. And also, we'll talk a little bit about African, uh, African American History Month and this year's annual theme, which is Black health and wellness. And I'll give you an overview of what we talked about this week, this weekend in my online classes. Listen to the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotep. We'll be back in a few minutes.
1: The work that I do is larger than the fashion industry. It's larger than the art world. And I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre. I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. That's just one person. And the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time.
0: Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. The Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Sunday, February 27th, 2022. I'm trying to figure out which day it is. I'm on the air almost every day. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's Sunday, <laughs> February 27th, 2022. And we are live. It's been a very busy, uh, black history month. We'll talk about that some. I did a presentation. I taught three, I taught two classes this weekend and did one presentation. So it's been busy. Okay. And then I did, I spoke for Tech Town earlier this week on Tuesday i was on the pound discussion dealing with reparations on wednesday for zeta five beta sorority incorporated uh i was on roland martin unfiltered twice this week it's been it's been busy <laughs> all right uh you can still register for the online classes i teach on saturdays and sundays we had a we had two great classes this weekend Had some new students in the class also on sun on saturdays uh 2 p.m to 4 p.m eastern standard time i teach ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. We deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We can't start studying our history and slavery. So we deal with the African presence in the Americas dating back at least 56,000 years ago. And in the land we call the United States of America going back at least 51,700 years ago. Because when you uh, read uh, the first Americas where Africans documented evidence, by Dr. David M. Hotep, you'll know that African people have been in this land we call the United States of America for at least 51,700 years, even before Native Americans came into existence. This is why when I deal with Black History Month is entirely different than what people used to hear. Uh, this is a 10 week online class. Uh, we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded, so you can go back and watch at any time. As soon as you register, you can watch the class. We did this uh, weekend. Uh, we dealt with a lot of information. And on the classes on not sell $80, regularly $130. On Sundays, I teach from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. So the next classes are Saturday, March 5th, and Sunday, March 6th. Uh, We have a bundle pack. You can register for both classes for only $120. There's also bonus content, bonus lectures you get from me uh, as well. So we'll post a link here, and it's also at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay, so uh, we're going to clip one here in just a second, Jalen, from NBC News. Um, So right before the break, we were talking about uh the tragedy that's taking place in Ukraine, all right? and uh i have i've seen a number of stories I, i've been looking at the the live updates from uh the washington post and new york times uh, since uh thursday and uh, we'll look at we'll look at some of that also cuz they have like really good live updates um but one of the stories that i haven't really seen covered in um on cable news one of the stories I haven't really seen covered on cable news is uh, the plight of uh, African students in Ukraine. Okay. Al Jazeera has one of the most up to date articles on this. Uh, BET has an article that came out today. Businessinsider.com has one as well. If we look at this one here from February 27th, 2022, from um, Al Jazeera. The, Nigeri- uh, the Nigerian students caught in the Russia-Ukraine war. The Nigerian students caught in the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, we know that talks are going to take place between Russia and Ukraine uh, on Monday. Now, I'll be interested to see what they what they say, because my thing would be, uh, you need to get your behind up out, of, up out of here. You need to get out of Ukraine. Okay, ain't a whole lot to talk about, all right? Uh, Students scramble to leave Ukraine as the conflict intensifies reaching reaching new cities. So if you look at this piece here, um, they talk about Lalad Lawal, uh, who is a third year medical student from Nigeria. And uh, she's coming to terms with the effects of Russia's invasion of ukraine that started last week started on thursday uh that'd be pretty much thursday february 24th she says it's it's scary very she said it's scary very scary hold on she said it's scary very scary i'm worried people are running for their lives we are hiding in groups so we can keep an eye on each other She told Al Jazeera uh, over the phone as she sheltered with other students at a safe bunker in the northeastern city of Sumi. Now, um, Russian President Vladimir Putin, Trump's buddy. okay, Trump's 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 pen pal. I'm sure they've written love letters to each other since Trump left the White House. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered what he said was a special military operation against Ukraine on Thursday. A full-scale invasion followed the Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky declaring martial law saying his country would defend itself saying his country would defend itself. Now you have you have people learning how to use AK-47s in Ukraine. You got people arming themselves with hammers and all types of things okay you just have regular civilians um they they have uh a conscription act enforced where uh men who are of fighting age they say of 18 to 60 can't leave the country because they're going to have to take up arms and fight these ukrainian men they're going to take up arms and fight so this is this is creating a humanitarian uh disaster now on saturday which was uh, February 26 on Saturday, fighting reached the streets of Ukraine's capital of Kyiv as Russian troops pressed ahead. According to the US military, um, according to the US military, Russia now has at least 50% of its estimated 150,000 strong invasion forces in Ukraine. We know that uh, Germany is also going to send Uh, Ukraine, uh, uh, some military equipment and missiles that they can use to uh, shoot and stop these uh, Russian tanks. The conflict has so far killed more than 200 civilians. I think it's updated since this, but this came out today. More than 200 civilians, including three children. Nearly 1,100 have been injured in the conflict, including 33 children, according to Ukraine's health ministry. The United Nations Estimate estimates more than one hundred thousand people have been displaced within the country since the conflict uh, started. Now, they have a map here as well. You can check out this article from um, uh, this is Al Jazeera, and they show a map here of uh, where are you, Ukrainians fleeing to. More than 150,000 people have fled Ukraine into Poland and other neighboring countries in the wake of Russia's invasion. The UN Refugee Agency has said all men aged between ages uh, of 18 to 60 have been banned from leaving the country to take up arms. Okay, as, as I stated. Okay, so they have a good map here. So you can, you can see geography and we know that uh, uh, Crimea was annexed, I'm uh, sorry um uh Crimea was annexed from Ukraine in 2014 by Russia by the uh, uh Putin as well now there are no official figures on the number of African students currently studying in Ukraine okay but uh Lalad Lawal who is a, a Nigerian student a third year medical student from Nigeria Um, Lalat Lawal said, There are hundreds of us in our city. There are hundreds of us in our city. She said, At my university, there are about 100 Nigerian students. I'm sheltering, hold on, I'm sheltering with some of them. I'm sheltering, I'm sheltering with some of them. Now, some students have managed to cross the border into Poland. Okay and it doesn't like me when I try to highlight this. Some students are, uh, have crossed into Poland, have managed to cross into Poland. Now there are other reports that some students are, uh, some Africans are being blocked from uh, passing into Poland. Okay. I live in Kyiv. I have been living here since March 1st. Samto Aura, O-R-A-H, a student at the, uh, at State University of Telecommunications in Kiev told Al uh, Al Jazeera, we have received no support from any government authorities, quote unquote, we have received no support from any government authorities. Uh, The school only gave us bomb shelter to hide when the air raid siren is on. The sirens come on and off for about five minutes. Uh, Oh, sorry. The sirens come on and off for about five times yesterday before I left. Now, Aura is a uh, Nigerian national. There is little food. I couldn't access cash for two days. Every ATM on the road has no cash. So I was watching people flee from Ukraine. Uh, There's a run on the ATMs there. ATMs are running out of cash. The grocery stores that have run out of food or have very little food also. So you have a humanitarian disaster, definitely, that's taking place. But one of the things that's getting very little coverage is the plight of Africans who are in uh, the Ukraine. And... The hell that they're catching. Okay. Call in numbers 313 778 7600. 313 778 7600 is the call in number if you have a question or comment. We'll continue this on the other side of the break. You listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Abundant Capital Group is a real estate investment company with over 20 years of experience in real estate. They specialize in two areas of real estate one they solve real estate problems with creative financing solutions that give the seller the most money for their property and two they show individuals how to get a higher rate of return on their investment capital with real estate note investor if you are looking to sell or need to sell your property here is what they provide market value offer even if you have little or no equity They typically pay all closing costs, which can be thousands of dollars. They close on a date of the seller's choosing, and the seller does not have to be out of the house at the time of closing. They take the property in an as-is condition, and the seller is not required to make any repairs. Give them a call or email them today for a free consultation and see how they can help you with your real estate needs. Call them at 973-475-8488. That's 973-475-8488. Visit their website, AbundantCapitalGroup.com. That's AbundantCapitalGroup.com. And email them at ACG at AbundantCapitalGroup.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Abundant Capital Group.
1: What does self-care mean to you? To us, it's an opportunity to reconnect with nature. A chance to create something remarkable. At Sage and Elm Apothecary, our handcrafted skincare and household products immerse you in Earth's sweetest nectar, connecting you to nature in a way you never imagined. See for yourself and visit us at com.
0: Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, Superstation the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Sunday, February 27th, 2022, and we are live. Calling numbers 313-778-7600. is the calling number if you have a question or comment. Um, Also, we're broadcasting on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network, and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. So follow us there. Watch us there as well. Turn on live notifications so you know when we go live on our broadcast. All right. Uh, also, if you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. We are six days a week. And so just keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting. So uh, on the homepage of our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, uh, we have the information there as well. Okay. All right. And we have the link there for Cash App. Okay, uh, I want to go back to this. We'll go to the phone lines here in just a minute. So guys, just stand by. Um, We'll go back to the story in just a second. So businessinsider.com has this uh, article. We're going to go back to the one from Al Jazeera here in just a second. I was looking at these different stories today. After uh, I taught my class, um, that was from about 2 to about 4.30 today, thousands of Africans who went to Ukraine to train to become doctors and engineers scramble to escape the Russian offensive. Now this is from BusinessInsider.com and this is from uh Saturday, February 6, 2022. Thousands of African students who went to Ukraine to train to become doctors and engineers scramble to escape the Russian offensive. Okay. Yeah, you know, and I and I remember I remember when Donald Trump talked about S-hole countries. Things like this, right? But now Donald Trump is praising this thug Putin. You have Africans from African countries, from Nigeria, Morocco, Egypt, who are going to learn to become doctors, engineers, to better themselves, better their people, things like this. It's just interesting that, you know, Donald Trump was at CPAC uh this weekend um uh, praising uh putin. But then he said, you know, he supports the Ukrainian people. Some to the fact he supports the Ukrainian people, but he talks about how Putin is smart and all this stuff. And, and you, know, you just uh, you just Putin's little little well we can't use that word on the radio, but it rhymes with witch, okay? Ukraine is home to thousands of African students who come to study at affordable prices. Now they are trapped by the lightning Russian military invasion. Some some uh, embassies told the students to quote unquote, save themselves as they could not help. Some embassies told the students to quote unquote, save themselves as they could not help. Um, uh, as Russian forces invaded Ukraine on Thursday, February 24th, Thousands of African students across the country found themselves trapped by the fighting and afraid for their safety. Corinne Sky, a 26 year old uh, medical student uh, in uh, Dnipro told businessinsider.com that she has coordinated hundreds of African students across the country as they scramble to find a way out. She said, I'm very afraid, very afraid We're not getting any help from any of the embassies. They have pretty much just said, save yourselves. Okay. Now it's very possible that 10 minutes before I came on the air, these embassies sent help. Hopefully they did. Business Insider, if that's the case, then update your story. This story came out yesterday. The story from Al Jazeera came out today. So, now, it's it's very possible these embassies will send help, but at the time that this happened, they had not. Okay, so I just want people, this is, this is a very fluid story. This is changing minute by minute. Ukraine is home to thousands of African students who study uh, medicine, engineering, and other technical fields at affordable prices compared with the rest of Europe and the United States, compared with the rest of Europe and the United States. Uh, Morocco, Nigeria and Egypt are in the top 10 countries with students uh, in Ukraine, in total sending over 16,000 students to the country, according to the education ministry. Now, Vukil uh, Lamini, a South African student, uh, told Business Insider that when Russia launched its offensive on Thursday she woke to the sounds of sirens and bombs she said when the sirens would go off we would run to the bomb proof bunkers until the coast was clear okay now she uh she says she's now made her way to the romanian border with the other south african students to try and leave the country she said we are several hours away from the border now once again this this article is from saturday february 26th okay she said we are several hours away from the border and we are trying to stay calm right now we are only traveling with our emergency bags that have our documents and we have small bags with non-perishable goods and small water bottles she said that african students are traveling in buses with flags so that Russians would not mistake their movements at night as a threat. As cities across Ukraine are attacked, many African students are feeling desperate and abandoned. Uh, this, is a, this is a tweet here from Vukil, uh, Vukil Lamini, uh, pray for Ukraine, we would have loved to, this is the um, uh, South African student, okay. Um, she said, pray uh, here on Twitter, She said, I'm going to follow her on Twitter as well. This is from February 24th 2:29 29 a.m. Uh, This tweet, pray for Ukraine. We would have loved to go back home. We can't. The airports are closed. We are evacuating from city to city and trying to leave the country on foot or by car. As foreigners in this country, we, we do not know what will happen next. But God will never leave us. Not now. Okay. Now it's 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 uh quite possible that um, some of the Africans who were reading about in these stories who couldn't get out or were on their way it's, it's possible that they made it safely but some of them are still trying to get out okay this is a very fluid story um, Jalen, let's go to let's go to clip number 1 here now this is dealing with day 4 on, on our Thursday show we dealt with day 1 uh, of the attack this here is from from uh, this is clip number one Uh the battle for Ukraine capital rages on for a fourth night okay let's go to this clip Jalen this is from uh, Feb- uh, Saturday February 26
2: the capital is reeling yet still Ukrainian control forces bracing for more bloodshed today taking stock of last night's battle while claiming they took out a Russian convoy Early this morning, a ballistic missile struck an apartment building inside the city, killing two and injuring six, according to emergency services. Gunfire at the scene, sending firefighters running for cover. What happened when they tried to push into the city?
3: They couldn't do anything. Why? Because our self-defense killed them. More more of them I can now kill.
2: By midday, the city was eerily quiet. Curfew coming into effect at 5 p.m. Anyone on the street could be considered an enemy. Residents staying inside, preparing for street battles, building Molotov cocktails in their basements while shielding from Russian missiles. The Ministry of Internal Affairs sharing this video of an attack on a Russian fuel truck. U.S. officials are urging the Ukrainian president to evacuate. I need ammunition, not a ride, Volodymyr Zelensky reportedly replied, posting this video this morning to show everyone he's still in the capital for the fight. It's our country. We will defend all of this, he says. Outside the capital, signs the country is getting ready for battle. We're more than 100 miles outside of Kiev, and as you can see, the roads are pretty clear. There have been some checkpoints, armed Ukrainian military stopping cars, checking paperwork. On the highways, Ukrainians tearing down road signs so the Russians won't know where to go. Citizens filling sandbags and holding heavy weapons. In Kharkiv, an unexploded grad rocket embedded in the playground of a kindergarten.
3: Yeah,
2: While in Kherson, this driver nearly avoided a missile strike. Back in wow. Kiev, they insist they're going to win this war. Even though some warn they may soon be surrounded and outgunned.
3: Mr. Putin needs to understand we are not his slaves. We know what to do, and we will kill his soldiers if he don't ask tell them to go out from our city and from our country.
2: But in the nation's darkest moments, signs of new life, images of babies born in bomb shelters and makeshift hospitals, <sighs> hope for a country fighting for its future. He tonight is bracing for a full-on invasion already we're hearing reports of heavy artillery fire striking a children's hospital okay
0: okay uh pause right there Jalen okay let's go to let's go to the phone line we're gonna go uh to uh lamini because I follow her on Twitter now we're gonna go to some updates she has but let's go to line one let's go to John John thanks for holding uh welcome to the African History Network show tell us where you're calling from John.
3: Well, I'm calling from Detroit and, uh, the east side of Detroit. Okay. Uh, Detroit. I hope that thank you for educating the people about the other, other so-called minority over, the, over, the, over the, in Ukraine. Now, uh, I, so oh, it can't be, they had some clients with kind of characters on the night night talk show. I was, where was Oprah? Where was John James? And, and, and they 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 couldn't do something too. That's what they, 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 they right them them. was called talking about and so forth. And you uh, so I just who, 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 who said this, who said this? Who said this, John? Uh, them comparison come on with the talk show that night. One of them uh, always stay, stay. stay down there with the uh, truck. named lock lock Oh, and, okay. And he was grabbing away. No, the the, the, the the question they should ask
0: is why is Trump supporting Russia, and why is Trump praising Putin, and, 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 and why do you have certain Republicans, especially those in the Senate, praising Russia? Why do you have Tucker Carlson on Fox News that's financed by corporate dollars? financed by corporations, and many of these corporations African-Americans spend dollars with, why is, why is Tucker Carlson praising Putin? Th- th- these are questions we should ask. Okay, uh, uh, hold the line, John. We'll come back to you in just a second, okay? Uh, we're coming up on a break. list to the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotep. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 on the Superstation Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Sunday, February 27th. 2022, and we are live. Okay, we're going to go back to the phone line in just a second. Um, I want to go to the Twitter page here of um, of Vakil Vakil, uh, Lamini, who's a South African student in Ukraine trying to leave. We talked about her in the article from Business Insider. I'm looking at her tweets here. Uh, So this is a tweet from just a few hours ago from uh, 6.04 p.m., February 27th, she said, This is what us blacks faced and are still facing. Um, she said, More are still trying to get through, and it's the same racist cycle that keeps occurring. Some Africans are still trying to get through as well, and are still going through the same traumatic experiences. Okay. Um, okay. There's a tweet. She uh, posted the picture of a tweet. And it said, "Let I me. Mean, I need to zoom in on this. Hold on. What does it say? Uh, let me see if I can zoom in on this. Been here for. Uh, okay, I can't. I can't read what it says. I have to zoom in on it. Try this like this. Okay. Been here for close to five hours. They're letting trucks, cars, and Ukrainians enter in large numbers. We foreigners." have to stand in the heavy snow for hours okay all right and then uh okay we'll uh, see if we can give you some more updates from uh from our twitter page also uh we'll go back to the article from al jazeera business insider and reuters here in just a minute um I'm, i'm monitoring live updates here and I need to refresh my screen. I'm looking at the live updates from the Washington Post. I sus- I um, have subscriptions that I pay each month to the Washington Post, New York Times, Reuters, Bloomberg, uh, uh, there's a number of different uh, news outlets. OK, so I'm looking at the uh, live updates here from the Washington Post. And hold the line, John. We'll come back to you in just a second. Belarus preparing to join Russian invasion of Ukraine, U.S. officials say. So this is a breaking news story. I just got this alert. Um, this is supposed to take place uh on Monday. Uh the alert from the Washington Post said uh as soon as Monday, U.S. officials say. Uh Belarus is preparing this is reporting from the Washington Post. Let me uh increase the size of this here. Uh Belarus is preparing to send soldiers into Ukraine in support of the Russian invasion and in a deployment that could begin as soon as Monday, a US administration official said Sunday evening. Uh, quote, it's very it, it's very clear Minsk is now an extension of the Kremlin, said the official who spoke in the condition of anonymity to discuss a sensitive security development. Uh, Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko is a close ally to uh, Vladimir Putin. Early Sunday, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky uh, said Ukraine and Russia would conduct the first diplomatic talks since the Kremlin launched invasion at the Ukrainian border with Belarus. Okay. And I, I want to know what they're going to talk about. they really ain't a whole lot to talk about now. Um, it, but you know, you need to get your behind out of here and leave us alone. Uh, quote, we will be happy if the result of these negotiations is peace and the end of war. Uh, Ukrainian, uh, Ukraine's ambassador to the United Nations said, reading a statement to reporters, quote, but I emphasize again, we will not give up, we will not capitulate, we will not give away an inch of our territory, end quote. Tensions continued to escalate with Vladimir Putin stating Sunday that he had put his nuclear deterrence forces into alert, is reporting from nbc news we posted on our facebook fan page the african history network earlier today dealing with that we'll go to that article after we go to the phone lines again uh with uh putin stating sunday that he had put his nuclear deterrence forces into alert attributing the move to aggressive statements from the west quote-unquote he's attributing the move to quote-unquote aggressive statements from the west the white house called the order an example of manufacturing threats that don't exist Jen Psaki, White House press secretary was on the Sunday show with Jonathan Capehart this morning you can watch that full interview at msnbc.com, this is one of the things she talked about Uh, the uh, European Union meanwhile announced it would shut down airspace to Russian planes and finance weapons purchases to Ukraine as several nations including the United States vowed to block the Kremlin's access to its sizable foreign currency reserves in the West and to cut off some Russian banks from the swift financial messaging system. Those sanctions, the Washington Post reports, follow an emotional call from uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Okay, we'll give you more updates uh, uh, throughout the show because there's more coming. Uh, Let's go back to the phone lines uh, and then we'll go back to the uh, reporting of the African's the African students who are trying to get out of uh, Ukraine. Uh, Let's go back to uh, John on line one. John, welcome back to the African History Network show. Go ahead and finish your comment, John. Thanks for holding. We lost John. Okay. That may have been all John had to say. So that's cool. Uh, John's been calling my show for years. So that may have been all he had to say. Okay. uh, Who who we have next, Jalen? Next is Ains. And okay, Anne. Welcome to the African History Network show. Anne, thanks for holding. Tell us where you're calling from.
3: I'm calling from North Carolina. Uh, first of all, I do enjoy listening to your um, um, talk show um, for years. Oh, thanks, Um uh, Yeah, why? Why is um, Russia invading Ukraine? How? Why is all of that? How does all of that lead up to them decided to? Um,
0: invade um Ukraine and that's that's my question it's a it's a, it's a, it's a it, people suspect it's it's a power move from Putin remember Putin uh annexed Crimea from Ukraine in 2014 he went in and went in and took over uh, uh Crimea which is a portion of Ukraine and people suspect this is now some some people suspect that he has declining mental health one some of the statements and some of this rambling he's doing is not making sense. But two, people think this is a power move. He's been in power for 20 years. Uh, Not exactly sure how much longer he's going to be in power. So they look at this as a power move. Now, he's using as a pretext. There was an article, and I got to find Hold on. I got to find this uh, article. I got two stacks of articles here. He's using as a pretext uh, lying, saying that he is getting rid of neo-Nazis in Ukraine, things like this. Now, uh, Zelensky is of Jewish descent, president of Ukraine, number one. Number two is how do you invade a country? Okay, this article here from the Washington Post. Putin says he will denazify Ukraine. Here's the history behind the claim. Okay, we're coming up on the break, and hold the line. We'll continue this on, on the other side of the break. Listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. The Business Scaling Challenge is a seven day online event that is taking place the week of March 13th through March 19th, 2022. This challenge will guide a group of business owners through scaling their businesses. Business owner Ronnie Sumler is hosting the Business Scaling Challenge in remembrance and honor of her father, the late civil rights activist Rodney Sumler. He helped a lot of African-American owned businesses and local community leaders participate in politics. However, when he passed away, all of his ventures died with him. This inspired his daughter, Ronnie Sumler, to help community business owners preserve their businesses. Her business, Digital Dandelions, offers business Bibles to record business processes and procedures their business bibles are their branded run of show business manuals that have everything you need to run your business in one place their business scaling kit is the first step in creating a business bible it includes everything needed to grow your business in one place join the business scaling challenge facebook group for more information and good luck in scaling your business iRedify is a black-owned digital platform that showcases black and brown cultures and people. The books on the platform are written by African American authors, Afro-Caribbean authors, African authors, and so much more. Kids 14 and under can read e-books, listen to audiobooks, and complete learning activities. Kids can even write in the books digitally. Get unlimited access to everything on the platform for only $8.99 a month at iRedify.com. Sign up for your membership today. Welcome back to the African History Network show. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation. Future Radio. We are in hour two. This this goes, time goes by quickly. Now remember here, remember we're here six days a week, Monday through Friday, 11 PM to midnight and Sundays. 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the African History Network show. Uh, be sure to visit our website, africanhistorynetwork.com. We have the information um, at our website. Also, if you like the type of historical information I share, you can uh, register for my uh, 10-week online classes. That I teach dealing with history on the weekends. The two of them I teach. You can join me in class live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. So even if you can't join us live, you can go back and watch the class anytime. Even a year from now, the class will still be there. You can go back and watch it. Ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. Kemet's one of the original names for Egypt. Uh, the Ma'afa is a Kiswahili term that refers to our Holocaust, the great disaster, the transatlantic slave trade. This is a 10 week online class I teach. We do with thousands of years of history. We do with ancient Africa, the Nile Valley region of Africa. We do with ancient Kemet, of Hesi, Nubia, uh ethiopia we deal with uh carthage uh Namibia, uh great zimbabwe it's a ton of information we deal with we also deal with the african presence in the uh america's going back tens of thousands of years as well and then the other class i teach on uh sat on sunday is uh, from the civil war to the civil rights movement and black power 1865 to 1968. Okay, so we deal with uh history starting with the Louisiana Purchase of 1803 and the Haitian Revolution, and uh, we deal with history through uh 1968. All right, so the classes on sale $80, regularly $130. We have a bundle pack where you can register for both classes for $120. We uh I just posted the link here on the thread of the broadcast, is also at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. If you've taken any of my online classes in the past, uh, email me at ehnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com and you get a 50% discount um, here on the bundle pack. Okay, let's go back to this. Uh, We'll go to the phone lines here in just a second. So just hold the line and we're going to try to get everybody's uh, uh, calls in. Um, The beginning of the hour, we were talking beginning of last hour. Now, we were talking about... Uh, Thousands of um, African students who are studying engineering, studying medicine, things like this, are in Ukraine and they're trying to get out. Uh, Businessinsider.com has this article, Al Jazeera has one as well. Uh, A number of different outlets are reporting on this. Uh, Businessinsider.com has this piece, thousands of African students who went to Ukraine to train to become doctors and engineers scramble to escape the Russian offensive. We're also giving you live updates uh, from the Washington Post and New York Times as they come in, dealing with uh, this very fluid uh, uh, national disaster story, international disaster story out of uh, Ukraine. But what's not really being talked about a lot is the plight of African students uh, in Ukraine okay, and discrimination that they're facing and also trying to get out. I've seen very little coverage of this. Uh, I really haven't seen any uh, in cable news. And I've been watching cable news. I watch cable news all day, every day. Um, Now, they'll probably talk about Mark Lamont Hill. We'll probably talk about this on the Black News Channel Monday. Roland Martin will talk about this as well on Monday and Roland Martin unfiltered. I was on Roland Martin unfiltered twice this past week. I'm a panelist on Fridays. I was also on Tuesdays. Um Tuesday. Uh, Al Jazeera has this article. Uh, the Nigerian students caught in the Russia-Ukraine war. Students scramble to leave Ukraine as the conflict intensifies, reaching new cities. Okay. Um and we're gonna go back here to uh Ann who's on the phone lines. We'll let Ann finish her uh, uh question and then we'll go to this story dealing with Putin saying he will denazify. Ukraine. Go go ahead, Ann.
3: Well, I've already asked my question I was going to ask, but I do thank you for ask answering that because I just want to know what was all that caused Putin to want to invade Ukraine. And I do thank you for answering my question.
0: Okay, no problem, man. Thanks for uh thanks for listening. Okay. You say you've been listening for years. Right, thank you. Did you say that you've been listening to me for years? Yes. Yeah okay yeah, yeah when
3: you used when we used to be on black analysis david um anderson. Dave anderson
0: yeah then palmer radio network with dave anderson and warren balentine yeah yeah, and, and yeah. martin yeah yeah and bev smith yeah <laughs> all right yeah all right and keep listening okay
3: all, all, right, right, all right, right thanks all right. a
0: lot okay no problem thanks all right yeah that was like 2016. <laughs> that was that was like 20 2015, 2016, when I was on the apartment uh, doing Nasty Syndicated Radio, and uh, I used to guest host uh, Roland Martin's Nasty Syndicated Radio show, and I, I had my show also. All right, all right. Now, this article here, we talked about this on Thursday show. Okay, so go back and listen to our, and go back and watch our Thursday, February 24th show. Putin says he will denazify Ukraine. Now, there's a lot of misinformation floating around with these simple Simon ass people on social media. Uh, a lot of these black dumbasses on social media, just nonsense, recirculating nonsense. I have no clue what they're talking about. Putin is using this as a pretext to attack Ukraine, a sovereign nation. Okay. And one of the other things he did was talk about how Ukraine came about out of the, uh, Former Soviet Union and he doesn't recognize Ukraine as a sovereign nation and things like this, using this as a pretext to be able to attack Ukraine. Okay, so uh, now one of the things that's taking place is a lot of people and it's speculated that Putin is frustrated with the um, resilience of the Ukrainian people and how they're fighting back. All right, now if we look at this uh, article, I need to close some of these tabs out because I got about 50 tabs open here in uh, uh, Google Chrome. Okay, let's try to close some of this stuff out. Okay, if we look at this article here from the Washington Post and let me see, I think the article has been updated. Okay. Putin says he will denazify Ukraine. Here's the history behind that claim. All right. So Russian, and this is by Miriam Berger for the Washington Post, Russian President Vladimir uh, Vladimir Putin invoked the Nazis on Thursday when he announced his decision to launch a large scale military operation in Ukraine. Now, it's important to understand. When um, we talk about the International uh, Day of Remembrance of the Holocaust, okay, which is January 27th, 1945, January 27th, 1945, Um, the reason why that day is the National Day of Remembrance of the Holocaust is because uh, that's the day that the Soviet Union uh liberates the uh they liberated the uh prisoners of the Auschwitz uh Poland concentration camp. Okay, January twenty-seventh, nineteen forty five. There is a article here from History.com and I'm trying to pull this up here. Because we talked about this uh when the on, on January 27 when you had the International Day of Remembrance. We talked about this also um when uh, whoopi goldberg was suspended from the view for two weeks and people weren't talking people didn't want to talk about the um afro germans who were killed uh during the holocaust I uh, uh, at the same time so this is something that putin is trying to uh hone in on well it was the soviet union who liberated the um um, it was the Soviet Union who liberated Auschwitz in 1945. So he's saying, "Oh, we're going to denazify Ukraine." Okay. So let me see here. Let me. Uh, I want to find this here. This is at uh, history dot com, and that way we can connect the dots with this here. Okay, Soviets liberate Auschwitz. All right, this right here. Let me flip over to this. Just a second. Okay, this is from History.com. History.com is the official website of the History Channel. Uh, This day in history, January 27th, 1945, Auschwitz is liberated. Okay? Okay. Uh, on January 27th, 1945, Soviet troops entered Auschwitz, Poland, freeing the survivors of the network of concentration camps, Auschwitz one, Auschwitz two, II, Auschwitz three, and, and, and finally revealing to the world the death of the horrors perpetuated there. Auschwitz was really a group of camps designated one, two, and three. There were also 40 smaller satellite camps. It was at Auschwitz II at uh, at Birkenau, established in October 1941 that the SS created a complex, monstrously orchestrated killing ground, 300 prison barracks, four bathhouses in which prisoners were gassed, uh, corpse cellars, and cremating ovens thousands of prisoners were also used for medical experiments overseen uh, and performed by the camp, uh, Dr. Uh, Joseph Mengele, who was known as the angel of death. Okay, the Red Army, these are the Russians, the Soviet Union, the, the Red Army have been advancing deeper into Poland since mid January. Having liberated Warsaw and, Krak- and, and Krakow, Soviet troops headed for Auschwitz. In anticipation of the Soviet arrival, SS officer began a murder spree in the camps, shooting sick prisoners and blowing up crematoria in a desperate attempt to destroy the evidence of their crimes. When the Soviet Union, the Red Army, when the Soviets, uh, Soviet Union uh, soldiers uh, uh, finally broke through, Soviet soldiers encountered 648 corpses and more than 7,000 starving camp survivors. There were also six storehouses filled with hundreds of thousands of women's dresses, men's suits, and shoes that the Germans did not have time to burn. So, what Putin is when he when Putin says they're going to denazify um, Ukraine. What he is tapping into is when the Soviet Union went in to liberate the prisoners of the Auschwitz concentration camps during World War II when they went into Auschwitz, Poland. Okay, but that's not what he's doing now. He's just a thug. Okay, that's not what he's doing now. But he's using that language as a pretext to then try to justify what he's doing. Okay, so Putin says, Washington Post. February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Putin says he will "quote unquote" denazify Ukraine. Here's the history behind that claim. Okay, so um, the Russian leader said that one of the goals of the offensive was to denazify the country of Ukraine, part of a long running effort by Putin to de- to de- de- delegitimize Ukrainian nationalism and sell the incursion to his constituency at home. But you have protests by Russians in Russia protesting against the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The rhetoric around fighting fascism resonates deeply in Russia, which made tremendous sacrifices battling Nazi Germany in World War II. Critics say that Putin is exploiting the trauma of the war and twisting history for his own interests he's exploiting the the trauma of world war ii and twisting history for his own interests okay we'll continue this on the other side of the break Listen to the african history network show we'll talk uh some more about the african students in ukraine that try to get out we'll talk about just contagi jackson being nominated to the u.s supreme court and we'll uh, we'll squeeze in some other topics as well. I'm Michael M. Hotep, you listen to the African History Network show. We'll be back in a few minutes. Jeanette Davis is a well-established author with six published books. Black Survival in White America from Past History to the Next Century was published in 1995 and it delves into the history of African-Americans before slavery up to contemporary times. The Great Divide between Blacks and Whites was released in 2008 and her autobiography, Black Just Like My Mama, was published in 2010. Soulful Journey, The Business of Beings was released in December, 2021, and her two latest books, Echoes from the Heart, Love Throws Poetry, and Master Being Human were both published in January of 2022. Jeanette Davis' writings delve deeply into the psyche of black people from ancient to contemporary times. She cuts no corners and leaves no stones unturned in relating truth, letting the chips fall where they may on both African and European doorsteps. Order Jeanette Davis's books today at Amazon.com. Search for Jeanette Davis and get to know her work today. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation. Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. Okay. Uh, calling number is 313-778-7600 is the calling number if you have a question or comment. 313-778-7600 is the calling number if you have a question or comment. Uh, I want to go back quickly here to this article uh, from the Washington Post that we were talking about right before the break. Uh, we're going to go to clip two here, Jalen, in just a minute. And then we'll go back to the phone lines. Putin says he will denazify Ukraine. Here's the history behind that claim, okay? This ties into World War II and the Soviet Union uh, soldiers liberating the prisoners uh, in Auschwitz, Poland from the Auschwitz death camp, concentration camps uh, that the Nazis had. The rhetoric around fighting fascism resonates deeply in Russia which made tremendous sacrifices battling Nazi Germany, fighting against Hitler in Nazi Germany in World War II. Critics say that Putin is exploiting the trauma of the war and twisting history for his own interests. Exploiting the trauma of the war and twisting history for his own interests. In his narrative, in Putin's own narrative in his head, the West overlooked the role the Soviet Union, Russia, Russia's predecessor state, the Soviet Union, played in the fight played in World, World War II. In the war's aftermath, the United States and other Western nations formed the NATO Military Alliance as a bulwark against the Soviet Union. Now Putin sees NATO as an existential threat, And Ukraine's bid for membership in NATO as a red line for Russia's security. Because Ukraine is right there on the border next to Russia. When Putin was growing up, quote, when Putin was growing up, the Second World War was at the center of Soviet identity and the enemies were the fascists said Timothy Snyder, a professor of history at Yale University. The irony, uh, Professor Snyder said, is that Putin appears to be fighting a war the way the actual Nazis did. The irony now is that Putin appears to be fighting a war the way the actual Nazis did, invading neighbors on the pretext that borders are irrelevant. Invading neighbors on the pretext that borders are irrelevant. But Putin's attempt to recast Ukraine's government as fascist drew widespread condemnation on Thursday, February 24th, including from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, who is both Jewish and had family members die in the Holocaust. Vladimir Zelensky, president of Ukraine is both Jewish and had family members die in the Holocaust. Three of uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's great uncles were executed as part of the German-led genocide of European Jews during World War II, the uh, the president said on a trip to Jerusalem in 2020. His grandfather, who was uh, the brother of those killed, survived. Okay, so read the rest of this uh, piece here from the Washington Post. Putin says he will denazify Ukraine. Here's the history behind that claim. Okay, Jalen, um, I want to uh, I want to go to clip two. Uh, this is from uh, NBC News. This is from uh, clip two. Ukraine continues to fend off Russian invasion. This is from Sunday. February 27th, um, NBC News and let me see here. Russian forces advanced toward the cap- the, uh, the capital city of Kiev, the capital of uh, of Ukraine, as Ukrainians prepared for another night of brutal violence. New images of the destruction emerged as the death toll continues to rise. Let's go to clip two, Jayla.
4: Kate, good evening to you. We are reporting tonight from a country fighting for its survival against one of the most sophisticated and largest militaries on the planet. I'm here in Lviv where we're already hearing air sirens, put its citizens say they are ready to fight. New satellite imagery just in tonight appears to show hundreds of Russian military vehicles in a convoy heading towards Kiev. A senior U.S. defense official says Putin's forces are 30 kilometers from the capital. The people we've met are resilient. They are defiant and they are united. But how long can they hold off attack after brutal attack? Tonight, as Ukraine tries to send off missile attacks and relentless shelling, a possible shift between the two sides, Ukraine and Russia agree to hold negotiations on the border of Belarus, their security guaranteed by Belarusian strongman and Putin ally Alexander Lukashenko. president, Vladimir Zelensky, doubting the outcome, but hoping for peace. For now, Ukrainian soldiers managing to stop Russian advances on Kyiv. But new images appear to show growing Russian ground forces pushing towards the capital. Russia still targeting Ukraine's infrastructure. A missile strike at an oil depot near Kyiv lit up the night sky. And in Kharkiv, an explosion at a gas pipeline as more heavy fighting broke out in the streets. Tanks burning alongside the roads. Fighters surrounded by destruction. The path of war marked by bombed-out vehicles, charred roads, and buildings blown out. This resident saying, my friend lives here, so I came to check. It is very bad. Innocent civilians caught in the crosshairs. This nine-story apartment building shelled. Civilians helping civilians any way they can. Their homes destroyed. One woman died. Twenty people were rescued from the rubble as dozens more hid out in safety. The death toll is rising. At least 350 people have been killed, more than 1,500 injured. Still, the citizens of Ukraine are resolute. The mayor of Lviv, the cultural capital of this country, telling me even his Ryan wife will take to up arms Cardinals. if need be as a ukrainian how does that make you feel especially as a ukrainian leader have you felt a uh, pride for your people
3: this great honor for me my people today like lions and million million people in uh,
4: different country support our position we fight for democracy in words and so many Ukrainians spent another night underground in bomb shelters and subway stations with more international help rolling in in the form of supplies and weapons. Ukrainians are bracing for another
0: bloody night. All right. Thanks, Jalen. OK, that was from uh, NBC Nightly News from Sunday, February 27th, 2022. Uh, check that out at NBC dot com. Uh, If we go back to the uh, article from uh, Al Jazeera that deals with uh, Nigerian students, and then we'll go back to the phone lines here. Um, Next story, we'll talk about Judge Kataji Jackson being nominated by President Joe Biden to be the first African-American woman to sit on the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, The Nigerian students caught in the Russia Ukraine war. Okay, this is from February 27, 2022 from aljazeera.com. Let's see here. Okay, according to the U.S. military, Russia uh, now has at least uh, 50% of its estimated 150,000 of its estimated 150,000 strong uh, invasion forces in Ukraine. Let's see here. Okay, so we see where are ukrainians fleeing to they have this map here as well so you see belarus is uh ukraine is here you see belarus is up here poland is here slovakia hungary they're all around uh russia is at the border ukraine is here russia is at the border belarus is an ally of russia uh that is um another border of, uh, Ukraine. We see the capital of Kyiv. We see Romania, Hungary, Slovakia, Poland. Okay. All around, uh, Ukraine and you have some Ukrainians and Africans who are trying to cross the border from, um, uh, Ukraine into Poland. Okay. Poland will open nine reception centers. Along its 535 kilometer or 332 mile long border with Ukraine, it is drafting plans to deal with up to 1 million refugees. Poland is drafting plans to deal with up to 1 million refugees. Now, uh, Lala, uh Lalad Lawal, who is a South Africa, who's a, a Nigerian medical student in Ukraine, third year Nigerian medical student in Ukraine, the- in Ukraine said there's no escape. Trains have stopped working. Most supermarkets are closed and those that are open are running very low on food stocks. ATMs are not working and everyone is desperately uh, looking for money. OK, now it's uh, also important to note that the U.S. had been warning Vladimir Zelensky and Ukrainians for weeks that Russia was going to invade. And there was a lot of Ukrainians that didn't think it was possible because uh, you have some Ukrainians who speak Russian. You have Ukrainians that have relatives in Russia. And one of the things watching the coverage 24 seven on MSNBC and watching live interviews with people on the ground there in Ukraine, Ukrainian citizens, they did not think Vladimir Putin would actually do something like this and actually invade. Now, the U.S. had been telling them this was coming. The president, Vladimir Zelensky, was downplaying that this could happen. And here it is. OK, uh, we're coming up on the break list to the African History Network show. on Michael M. Hotel. We'll continue this on the other side of the break. Uh, 313-778-7600 is the call in number if you have a question or comment. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation, of future radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Sunday, February 27th, 2022, and we are live. Okay, uh, we're going to go, let's see here. I'm going to send you this clip here, just a second, Jalen, uh, also, because we're about to go to this uh, other uh, segment here uh, of the show. All right, be sure to register for the online classes I teach on um Uh, saturdays and sundays ancient kemet the moors and the maafa understanding the transatlantic slave trade what they didn't teach you in school and from the civil war to the civil rights movement and black power 1865 to 1968. so if you like this type of historical information that i share here on the african history network show day in and day out uh you're gonna be blown away by the information in the classes i do a powerpoint presentation we have book references video clips um articles and uh, uh, this one here, we deal with thousands of years of history. We deal with ancient Africa, the Nile Valley region of Africa, ancient Egypt, Kemet, uh, Nubia, Abyssinia, Ethiopia. Uh, we talk about great Zimbabwe, Ghana, Shanghai, Mali, the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors and what leads to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Next class is going to be um Saturday, uh, March 5th, 2022. We do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch it anytime. Classes on sale $80, regularly $130. We also have a bundle pack here. You can register for both classes that I teach for $120. It's a $260 value. If you've taken any of my online classes, and I've been teaching these since 2017, if you've taken any of my online classes before, email me at Show at africanhistorynetwork.com. You'll get a 50% discount on the bundle pack. All right, let's go back. uh, Let's go to this here. Uh, We're going to go to the Black News Channel here in just a minute, Jalen, and deal with just Katanji Jackson. Um, So wrapping up this segment here, and we'll talk more about this on Monday show, because we're here six days a week, as you know. Uh, Let's go back to the Al Jazeera. Okay, and I. I, before we leave this topic, I also want to go back to uh, Vakil Lemeni's, uh Twitter page and see if there are any updates there. Also, okay, uh, this article from Al Jazeera came out uh, today, and let's see. It uh, it goes on to talk about uh, Samuel George, who's a first-year software engineer. Samuel George is a first-year software engineer student who fled Kiev after the shelling, hold on, fled Kiev after the shelling, uh, and sirens got too much to handle. He said, I drove from Kiev. We are trying to survive. We don't want to die in a foreign country, uh, Samuel George said. And let me see. He is, let's see, does it tell? Okay, I'm not sure if he's from Nigeria or South Africa. Uh, As he neared, as Samuel George neared the Polish border, uh, Samuel's luck ran out. He said he and he had a minor road accident with the vehicle carrying Ukrainians because the road was narrow. He said uh, they took his money and stopped him from driving any further. He said, there are not, he said, quote, there are not officials, police or military. They are not policial officials. police or military they are normal citizens who stopped us africans from driving to the border so I'm, I'm hearing reports of africans trying to leave ukraine being stopped at the border and being stopped from entering into poland okay which is as we showed on the map poland borders ukraine uh, they let ukrainians pass through but not us samuel george said they let ukrainians pass through But not us. Now, I don't know how many Africans were stopped. I don't know. This is uh, so maybe tomorrow I'll have more details. Quote, I'm now I'm now walking to the border. I have no other option. I don't know how much further the border is. They even took our money. It is like they are not. it, It is like they are not human beings. Samuel George said, adding that he could no longer talk on the phone because his hands were freezing in the sub-zero temperature. Um, now, on Saturday, February 26, uh, the Polish Ministry of Internal Affairs said more than 115,000 people had crossed into Poland from Ukraine. Okay, on Saturday, February 26th, the Polish Ministry of Internal Affairs said more than 115,000 people Uh, People had crossed into Poland from Ukraine, adding that everyone from Ukraine was allowed to enter, even those without a valid passport. But for uh, uh, Samto and several other students crossing the border into Poland has not been easy. And this is. Uh, Just a second, we'll go back here. This is... uh, Which student was this? Samto Ora, O-R-A-H. A a student at uh, University of Telecommunications in Kiev was interviewed by Al Jazeera. Okay, and uh, Samto Ora is Nigerian. Uh, Samto said, I will be heading to nigeria from poland if i am able to cross but if i see a school uh, if i see a school offer around uh shenzhen i will take it up because i don't want my school life to be disrupted he said as he joined the queue uh, at the border gate all right so he is a samto is a uh okay he's at the university of telecommunications and all right okay so that's the end of that article uh... we'll talk about this some more on monday show and give you some more updates check this out from this is one of the latest articles here this is from al jazeera dot uh, com the nigerian students caught in the russian ukraine war uh... there's also one from uh... business insider dot com one from business insider is from Saturday, February 26. Thousands of African students who went to Ukraine to train to become doctors and engineers scrambled to escape the Russian offensive. This is from um, Saturday morning, February 26, 2022. And then you have one, uh, BET picked one up uh, today. There's also one from Reuters, Reuters.com. This is from Friday, February 25th. Uh, we talked about this in the uh first hour of the show. You're on your own. Uh uh quote unquote, you're on your own. African students stuck in Ukraine seek refuge or escape route. Okay, that's from Reuters.com. Now, if we go back to um I want to go back to uh, her Twitter page here. All right, let me see. Hold on. Let me close some of this stuff out just a second here. We try to go back to uh, the Twitter page here of the Mini Okay, Vakil Lamini, and she had this tweet from a few hours ago. She had this tweet from today. We're going to check and see if there are any updates after we go to the phone lines. This is what us blacks faced and are still facing. More are still trying to get through, and it's the same racist cycle that keeps occurring. Some Africans are still trying to get through as well and are still going through the same traumatic experiences. So she was uh quoted in the article from uh, businessinsider.com. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh let's go. Who who we have next, Jalen? Next is Quentin. Quentin. Okay, Quentin, welcome to the African History Network Show. Thanks for holding. Tell us where you call it from. Go ahead with your question or comment. Detroit. Okay, Detroit. Okay, go ahead.
3: My question is Back during the time of Hitler, how could you tell a Jew from a German?
0: Well, they when instituted they, were both white? The, they instituted the Nuremberg Laws, so they measured things like the width of their nose. Uh, there were different things. They they uh, uh, part of developing the Nuremberg Laws were based upon the segregation laws here in the U.S. Okay, so um, they, they there's a piece from. Um, uh, history.com that I talked about back um, during the International Day of Remembrance of the Holocaust, and it deals with uh, it deals with how the uh, how Hitler devised the Nuremberg Laws, okay? And th- this is one of the things they did. They looked at uh, uh, facial features, things like this. They had devices to me- measure the width of the nose, et cetera. Do you have any other questions? I'm going to give some references. you have any other questions?
3: So if a Jew person dressed up like a German, he could pass?
0: Uh, dressed up like a German dressed how?
3: How? However, the German was dressing.
0: Well, it doesn't mean that, uh, I mean, they looked at facial features. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean okay. they dressed like Like say, Hasidic Jews dressed today doesn't mean that they necessarily dress like that. Let me give some references, okay? Okay, so keep keep, keep listening. So the facial features were different from the Germans. Yeah, facial features were different. Yeah, but 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 the Germans were pushing the ideology of the of the uh, Aryan master race, and they said that the Jews were an inferior race.
3: Oh, like they said, we were a
0: inferior race. Yeah, but they, but they're, but they were both white. So they said they record they, they did, they, they didn't look at the Jews as being a religion. They looked at them as being an, an inferior race. Okay, all right, keep listening, oh, man. We're coming up on a break. We're coming up on a break. Okay, all right, keep listening. Okay, thanks. All right, Uh right, we're coming up on a break. Listen to the African History Network show right here on nine ten AM Superstation Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9 10 a.m. The Superstation Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Sunday, February 27th, 2022, and we are live. All right. uh, If you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network dollar sign the EHN show through Cash App, dollar sign the EHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the EHN show. Paul, thanks for your support. Definitely appreciate that. Cause uh some now some people find this hard to believe when I tell them this, but I don't get paid to do radio. So th- when you support us, this helps me to pay for all these services I use and help finance the African History Network, do the research, uh, which is a lot of research and a lot of work. Uh so dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show. Also be sure to register for the online history classes I teach on Saturdays and Sundays um ancient kemet the moors and the maafa understanding the transatlantic slave trade what they didn't teach you in school i teach that on saturdays 2 p.m to 4 p.m eastern standard time this is a 10-week online class we just had a new session it just started up recently as soon as you register you can watch the class we just did uh this weekend and we do a thousand years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place that class is on sale $80 regularly $130 and then from the civil war to the civil rights movement and black power 1865 to 1968. I teach that on Tuesdays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And we have a bundle pack here. You can register for both classes uh, and it's uh, greatly discounted. All right. So I want to go back to, uh, okay, so we've we, we got that. We're going to continue this story. We'll continue covering this, dealing with the African students in, um trying to get out of Ukraine. I've heard very, in cable news, I haven't heard anything about this. Maybe on Monday, they'll run some stories. I know Roland Martin will talk about this uh on Monday at Roland Martin unfiltered. filter. Um, I want to switch gears here and I wanna uh get to this next story here, dealing with uh Judge Katanji Jackson Brown, who was nominated by uh President Joe Biden on Friday uh to be the uh who well, no, one, she's the first African American woman to be um uh, nominated to be a Supreme Court Justice but I'm not focused on like making history, uh, but having an African-American woman who has lived experiences and has her credentials on the U.S. Supreme Court is extremely important. Now we don't wanna stop at just one because Clarence Thomas is, he don't count. He, he's, he's brain damaged. He don't count at all. I mean, he don't count th- th- to help us at all. He's brain damaged, but Jessica Tanji Jackson Brown has excellent credentials. Um, I want to go to this clip here from the Black News Channel. Now, you, you're going to listen to four African-American attorneys who know more about just Ketanji Jackson's Brown than a lot of these dumbasses on social media that don't do research, just running their mouths. Now, this is from uh, Yadid Tawode's uh, show on the Black News Channel. And I, I've interviewed your v, uh, your Deep, uh, uh, uh before a few years ago on Roland Martin's uh uh Nancy Syndicated radio show and they're talking about um Judge Katanji Jackson Brown's uh nomination, okay, and her credentials. Let's go to this clip, Jalen.
2: My life has been blessed beyond measure, and I do know that one can only come this far by faith.
5: Judge Katanji Brown Jackson made history today when President Biden made it official by announcing her nomination for the U.S. Supreme Court. Jackson is the first black woman ever nominated to sit on the nation's highest court. Good evening, this is Making the Case, I'm Yodi Toledo. Tonight, we're dedicating the entire hour to this historic day and talk about its significance, the confirmation hearing, and how Judge Jackson could influence the ideological makeup of the court. First, here are a few of Judge Jackson's career highlights. She's a Harvard Law graduate, She currently sits on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. Judge Jackson is a former public defender and served as vice chair of the Sentencing Commission. And she once clerked for outgoing Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer, whom she would replace if confirmed. Here to discuss the historical significance of this moment without these three brilliant, or with these three brilliant voices, uh, veteran prosecutor and BNC legal contributor Paul Henderson, trial attorney and crisis manager Monique Presley, and attorney and immediate past president of the National Bar Association C.K. Hoffler. I love to have conversations with you, especially on this day, on such a historical moment. We know that, at least for me, Uh this is one of those rare days where I'll remember where I was and what I was doing when uh it was made official that a black woman was nominated to the Supreme Court. So I just want reaction uh to President Biden's take. CK to you first.
6: Well, good evening. It was um my reaction was where I was able to exhale. That's probably the best way to describe it. The appointment of Katanji Brown Jackson to the U.S. Supreme Court or the nomination at this point, and I'm claiming her victory that she's going to be confirmed without a question, is so historic on so many levels. Her background, immaculate. Her training, <clears throat> superior. Her, her, all that she brings to the table is something new that quite frankly we have not seen on the U.S. Supreme Court since the late, great Thorough Marshall. She's coming at a time in our history, and by the way, it's about time that a black woman um, was nominated to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, but she's coming at a time in our history mm-hmm. where we desperately need diversity of views, of perspective, and of, quite frankly, approach on the U.S. Supreme Court. She's going to be a great leader. She's going to bring a certain flavor that many of us can identify with, and she's going to be phenomenal and this is what we need at this time in our history. So I say kudos and bravo to the president for taking a step, for living out the promise that he made when he was campaigning, and for enabling history to be made with this extraordinary woman who is going to make a difference for decades. Y'all, uh, my
5: pup Miles definitely has an opinion. and He's probably here barking right now. So please ignore him. Uh, Monique, I want to get your thoughts.
7: It's overwhelming. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, I'm full of wonder about the fact that we actually got here. I'm thankful to the president as, as CK, as Madam President herself, just said, uh, I'm thankful that he kept his promise. Uh, black women are owed this and more. And so this is a start. And I, I really am excited for soon to be Justice Jackson. She has handled her career immaculately, and she has lived an extraordinarily extraordinarily blessed life to this point, as she said so herself. Uh, So I'm just glad that I'm able to be here to witness it, and I am confident that she is ready, ready, ready. For any and every challenge that she will face in this confirmation process and then beyond when she's actually on the court. Paul, your first.
0: Okay. Uh, pa- pause, it, pause it right there, Jalen. Pause it right there. Okay. Those watching on Facebook and YouTube, keep watching. We're going to go for a few more minutes. Uh, uh, the African History Network on Facebook and Michael M. Hotel on YouTube. Uh, be sure to, you can support us through Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. And we're here six days a week. Uh, uh, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Also register for the online classes I teach on the weekend. If you want me to do a presentation uh, for you, for your group organization, email me at AHN show. At Network dot com, AHN show at AfricanHistoryNetwork dot com. Uh, remember, right now is correct your own behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. All right, stand by. Let me cue this up. Uh, just a second here, because uh, we're only on on Sundays. We're on for two hours on nine ten a.m. Uh, WFDF here in Detroit, and then after that, I have to operate the boards myself. So just a minute here. Let me uh cue this clip back up. We'll continue this, then I have to get out of here because it's been a it's been a busy week and weekend. Uh just a second here. This is from uh the Black News channel. And oh also read the um also read the article. There are a number of different articles you can read. We'll talk about this some on Monday show probably as well. Read this article here from um uh, NBC News, hold on, uh, read this article here from NBC News, uh, what's this, um, which one is it, Biden introduces uh, just Katanji Brown Jackson, hold on, it went to the next article it looks like, just a second, find that one. Uh, Biden introduces uh, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. This is right here. Uh, you can read this and they have some links in here to other articles, uh, some videos to give uh, background information about her credentials. OK, just OK, let's go to this here. Let's do this. And this is from NBC News, this one here. Let me cue this back up. Uh, let's go to this clip here. Yeah, this is uh, from the Black News Channel from Friday, February 25th, uh, making the case with Yodita Walde. Let's cue this back up.
8: am being flanked by that she. A
0: okay, so this is uh, Monique Presley, attorney Monique Presley. You see her each week as a panelist on Roland Martin, The filter.
5: Uh, my pup, Miles, definitely has an opinion, as you probably hear him barking right now. So please ignore him. Uh, Monique, I want to get your thoughts.
7: It's overwhelming. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, I'm full of wonder about the fact that we actually got here. I'm thankful to the president, as as CK's president herself just said, uh, I'm thankful that he kept his promise. Uh, black women are owed this and more. And so this is a start. And I, I really am excited for soon to be Justice Jackson. She has handled her career immaculately and she has lived an extraordinarily extraordinarily blessed life to this point, as she said, so herself. Uh, So I'm just glad that I'm able to be here to witness it. And I am confident that she is ready, ready, ready for any and every challenge that she will face in this confirmation process and then beyond when she's actually on the court.
5: Paul, your first reaction when you learned that Judge Jackson was a nominee?
8: You know, I felt both validated and I felt excited. And to me, the moment that I'm going to remember is when Biden was sitting there and introducing her. To see that image of him being flanked by to his left, Kamala Harris, and to his right, Judge Jackson was like, here we come. He is announcing the victory. He is announcing the potential. He is announcing new leadership. And once again, we have a Black woman coming to save this country, the court. Fill in the blank. But I clapped for it, uh, and I was personally excited by what her leadership means to me. Uh, It feels like a validation of being seen that the images that we see of the Supreme Court that we've all seen, we will be able to look at it differently because of her presence. And her presence will echo experiences that we all have shared. And by all, I mean intentionally and specifically communities of color share in her background and her shared experiences in this country, in the legal profession, and on the bench are all uplifted by what she brings to this courtroom and what she brings to leadership now, uh, because there's so many important things that are in the future. And I'm just excited that the voice in the room, that the voice writing the decisions, that the voice arguing on behalf of this country is now that definition is broader. It's reflective of a community that I'm familiar with. It's reflective of experiences that I've lived. It means more to more people and a door has been opened that hopefully will never be closed again uh, about her representation and leadership in the Supreme Court. It, It was all of that in those moments, just in hearing her name and seeing her face and hearing her story. Everything felt validated to me personally. That's what I felt. That was the
5: moment. Well, let's take a listen to uh, President Biden from earlier today describing the significance of this moment.
9: During this process, we look for someone who, like Justice Breyer, has a pragmatic understanding that the law must work for the American people. Someone who has historical perspective to understand that the Constitution is a resilient Charter of Liberty. Someone with the wisdom to appreciate that the Constitution protects certain inalienable rights.
7: And the sacred principles
9: that fall within the most fundamental personal freedoms that our society recognizes. In the end, someone with extraordinary character will bring to the Supreme Court an independent mind, uncompromising integrity, and with a strong moral compass and the courage to stand up for what she thinks is right. For too long, our government, our courts haven't looked like America. I believe it's time that we have a court reflects the full talents and greatness of our nation with a nominee of extraordinary qualifications.
5: CK, uh, this isn't just an important moment for black America, but America as a whole, right? And for those who may not understand why or care, please expound.
6: Well, certainly, indeed. I mean, when we have a more diverse court, a more diverse U.S. Supreme Court, that will impact every single major decision that affects our communities and our society, whether you're black or white. And so, it's vitally important to have difference of opinions, difference of backgrounds, difference of experiences, and that's what she brings to the table. Indeed, you know, Ketanji Brown Jackson is going to be a strong leader on the US Supreme Court. And we all should want to have that because this is the highest court of the land and we can't afford to have it sway too much on one side or the other. She will be a leveraging factor, if you will. And she will balance out this court in a way that's very significant for decades to come. So this is this is a great moment in history.
5: C.K. Monique and Paul, please stand by. We've got more on Judge
0: Jackson's. All right. So check that out from uh, the Black News Channel. Um, that is uh, Yodita Walde, the uh, making the case. Uh, she's a brilliant uh, attorney, brilliant legal analysis. Uh, so on this panel, she had four. She had three African American attorneys. She's an attorney herself. Uh, she had, uh, Paul Henderson, who's a B, uh, black news channel legal contributor, Paul Henderson. She had trial attorney Monique Presley and attorney C.K. Hoffler, uh, as well. Three African American attorneys, uh, who are knowledgeable about Judge Kentaji, uh, Brown Jackson. Unlike a lot of people, uh, talking on social media who don't do research, have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Uh, So check that out. And they have other segments at uh, Black News Channel on YouTube. Now, there was uh, so you have this article here from um, NBC News. It's a good article. And they have some links to other articles here for uh, more background information. Biden introduces Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson as a Supreme Court nominee. And then you have, uh, okay, so they have some clips here as well. Um, You've got, let's see, you have this piece here from, there's a number of articles I've read uh, that I've been reading about for the past few weeks. I I ain't just, well, first of all, here on the show, number one, I told you, whoever gets nominated probably be somebody who's who's already been confirmed by the Senate. She's been confirmed by the Senate twice three times if you uh, uh, count uh, when she was uh, confirmed to be on the uh, US sentencing board. Okay, so she's been confirmed three times by the US Senate. She was confirmed uh, in June of 2021 uh, by the Senate uh, and got 53, uh, 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 and she got three Republicans to vote for her including Lindsey Graham who's crying sour grapes now because Lindsey Graham wanted, uh, just J. Michelle, Michelle Childs who's from South Carolina to get the nomination. So now Lindsey Graham is trashing, uh, just Brown Jackson saying, uh, that the, that the liberals won out. She's too liberal, but, um, Lindsey Graham voted for her in June of 2021. Okay for the uh, U.S. Uh, for the uh, D.C. Uh, Court of Appeals. She's a federal judge from the D.C. Uh, uh, Court of Appeals right now, when, when she when she was up for her Senate confirmation in June of 2021 for that federal bench, three Republicans voted for her. Senator Lisa Murkowski of Hawaii, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, and punk ass Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Now Lindsey Graham is trashing her after he voted for her. She was all right eight months ago. Now, according to Liz, now Lindsey Graham is attacking. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple other articles here to read. Then I got to get out of here. Um, you have this one here from New York Times deals with uh, as a public defender, Let me see here. As a public uh, defender, Supreme Court nominee helped clients. Others avoided. Helped clients. Others avoided. Uh, Okay, this is from the New York Times. We'll pull this up. All right, we've got this one here. So there hasn't been, so there have been a total of 115 U.S. Supreme Court justices. All except except six have been white men. The article that I showed from CNN, uh, it was 113 in 2018 when that article from CNN came out. Read this one here from, from the New York Times. Um. Hold on. i got going to close some more of these out. Okay. Just a second here. I'm trying to uh, close some of these tabs out. Okay. As a public defender, Supreme Court nominee help clients, others avoid it. Ambitious lawyers usually become prosecutors. Kentaji Brown Jackson worked on behalf of criminal defendants and Guantanamo uh, detainees. Uh, this is from February 26 by Charlie Savage for the New York Times. After the Supreme Court's landmark 2004 Guantanamo Bay, uh, a ruling that Guantanamo Bay prisoners could file lawsuits challenging their indefinite detention. The federal public defender, so she was a federal public defender, um, in the, in the District of Columbia took on several cases and assigned a young lawyer in his office to handle them, Katanji Brown-Jackson. Uh, they involved complex legal issues that were just uh, being worked out and it needed someone who was incredibly bright and, and, uh, and an incredible, incredibly good lawyer. Uh, let's see, lawyers who harbor ambitions to be a judge, as she clearly did, having written in her high school yearbook that a judgeship was her goal, typically serve as prosecutors who put criminals in prison. If confirmed, Judge Jackson would be the modern court's first justice with experience as a public defender. That's that's since Thurgood Marshall. Okay. First public defender as a Supreme court justice since Thurgood Marshall. She also, had to navigate poli- navigate politics of having represented unpopular clients. At her confirmation to be a district court judge in 2012, for example, Senator Char- uh, Charles E. Grassley, Chuck Grassley, uh, uh, of Iowa, who's still on who still uh, a senator, he damn near a hundred years old. Chuck Grassley. Grassley challenged her about her Guantanamo work, saying her record raised quote some concern about how you will handle terrorism cases that may come before you, but you get, but Chuck Grassley, you getting endorsed by a man who incited domestic terrorists, Donald Trump. You're accepting the endorsement of Trump. You were at a, you were at a Trump rally to get his endorsement. Jackson assured uh, Senator Grassley that she believed that terrorists posed a danger to the United States and that the country was at war with them while distancing herself from the Guantanamo cases she worked on she said in all of those situations the views that were expressed were the views of my clients that I represented she told senator grassley he's probably so old he don't remember Quote, the briefs did not necessarily represent my personal views with regard to the war on terror or anything else. Jess Jackson has deep roots in thinking uh, about criminal law from multiple perspectives. One of her uncles was sentenced to life in prison for cocaine charges, but another one of her uncles was Miami's chief of police. A third uncle was a sex crimes detective and her brother worked as a police officer in Baltimore before he took a job. As an investigator in in the same federal public defender's office where she had mostly handled appeals. Uh okay, read the rest uh, read the rest of this article here because we ran out of time. We're way over time. Um, as a public defender, Supreme Court nominee helps clients, helped clients, others avoid it. That's from the New York Times. Then uh there's a good article here from the Washington Post that I read from a few days ago, this is from February twenty fifth. What to know about Katanji Brown Jackson, Biden's pick for Supreme Court? This is from um, uh, the Washington Post, also. And do we have? Let me see if we could pull this up. What to know about? Okay. This is from the Washington Post. Check this one out as well. This is from February twenty-five, Friday, February twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-two. What to know uh, about Ketanji Brown Jackson Biden's pick for the Supreme Court? This is from February twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-two. And uh, okay, so they talk about uh, okay background, and uh, support she wants support from uh, some Republicans. We talked about that. Uh, They deal with um, that uh, liberals Liberals really like her. A dozen liberal groups sent uh, a letter to Biden champion Judge Jackson without mentioning her name, they like her background working with some of the most disadvantaged people in the criminal justice system. One of uh, she would be the first public defender on the modern court. One of her big decisions was on separation of powers in the Trump era, dealing with um, uh, Trump White House uh, Counsel Don McGahn uh, when it came to Don McGahn having to testify being subpoenaed by Congress. She played a key role in getting her uncle out of prison. Okay. We talked about that as well. His sentence was eventually, her uncle's sentence was eventually commuted by President Barack Obama. uh, uh, President Barack Obama commuted a lot of people's sentences. Uh, She says, um, "Okay, All right. So read the rest of this here. Read the rest of this article. We're way over time. We'll talk about this some more this week. Okay, be sure to sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kemet, K E M E T, the 22828. To sign up for our email newsletter, text the word Kemet, K E M E T, the 22828. Uh, on Monday's show, we'll share some segments from uh, when I was on Roland Martin Unfiltered this past week. We just ran out of time today. Uh, be sure to support the African History Network dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App. If you'd like the type of information we shared, Uh, With you today. If you learn something, uh, you can support the African History Network $5, $10, $15, $2,500, whatever it is. Uh, So just keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills, etc.